What is up, everybody? Aaron Strand here with a project update for withdrawal. I'm not on my usual microphone, so this may sound a little different than a normal podcast. Um, I'm on a, a field mic, and that is because we are four days out from starting production on this movie. I am exhausted. <laughs> um, I am... Um, I'm, I've gone through a, like a, I've really, I've gone through a whole gamut of emotions. If you can't tell, I'm not even going to be able to edit this piece of audio, but I committed to doing this podcast and I want to get something out. I wasn't able to get out something last week. So i just wanted to come in and give a quick, uh, kind of, uh, top of the head update um, <laughs> improvisation for you guys, um, to anyone who's interested. So, uh, to anyone who's interested. So, okay. So, uh, we're four days out. We start shooting on Tuesday. The schedule, uh, the shooting schedule has been locked. The crew is locked. The cast is locked. We are ready to go. Um, I am so overwhelmed with gratitude for, uh, the way that people, have been working uh, on this on this project, whether it's uh, uh, Emily, uh, who you met uh, on a previous episode, who drove all the way down from DC. Uh, she's here. She's been putting in hours of work, um, going to locations, scouting things out, um, doing all of this amazing prep work. She's been driving back and forth between Athens and Atlanta. Um, uh, which is just amazing. Uh, our producer, Jonathan, who you will meet in full in a future episode, who has just continued to cross so many T's and dot so many I's and like take care of things. Um, our AD, Scout Smith, has come in and really gotten things organized. She has uh, a streamlined communication. Um, she has brought over a ton of experience um, and just like a real amazing independent spirit from her own um uh uh productions that she does uh and i and it, it's just it's just fantastic so we um we're in a really really good position here i i i am so fortunate um i feel so fortunate to work with such amazing people oh i'll <laughs> shout out to my mother uh uh who has uh you know, it's, I'm just so grateful. She's taking care of food for the production. Um, she has been just incredibly helpful uh, with all kinds of things. My mother-in-law, um, who has helped us with our, our primary location. Of course, my wife, uh, Shub, who has just been so supportive. I mean, it's just like, it really takes, I mean, it takes a village to make a film, but it's not just like, the cast and crew, I mean, your family is, um, is, I just feel so incredibly, uh, lucky. And that's on, that's on, I, I don't know if that's necessarily helpful, but, um, I guess the biggest thing with that is that like, it's really hard to hold gratitude in space. And like, I, I, I try to practice it, you know, I try to tell people how grateful I am, but sometimes that gratitude like turns over into guilt. And honestly, for most of my life, like, I've responded to the generosity of others with a feeling of guilt, with a feeling of discomfort of having other people do nice things for me. And then it makes me, uh, you know, not grateful or not um, vocalizing of that gratitude. That guilt makes me hide away from asking other people for help. 
It makes me hide away from um, uh, seeking the help of others. And then that keeps me isolated. And that keeps me from not making films because you, you need to ask other people for help to make films. So I guess if, uh, if I can share anything about uh, this aspect, it's that accepting the generosity of others and honoring it can sometimes be a really tricky thing. And um, that's definitely been a part of this journey now. Um, so where we're at, you know, uh, we don't have any existential threats uh, hanging over this shoot uh, other than, you know, the resurgence of COVID, which is um, the numbers have been going up. It's something that we've been tracking and it's something that we're gonna have to pay more attention to than I had initially thought, um, you know, over the last few months. I guess that is a bit of an existential threat, which it feels, I feel pretty powerless over. We're gonna control what we can control um, uh, and, and institute a more stringent testing policy. But um, uh, other than that, as far as existential, existential threats that are within our control, we don't really have any like major oversights right now there's a lot of paperwork that needs to be done. There's a lot of prop stuff that still needs to be done. We are having our like full crew location scout tomorrow. Um, or I guess when, when this episode drops, that'll be what we're doing that day. Um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're in a really, really good spot where, um, we aren't having to pull a rabbit out of our hat last minute, which is something that I'm really happy about. Um, some of the, I just want to say some of the things that we've been doing this week or the last like two weeks to get um, ready for this. Um, some of you may have seen on our Instagram that uh, our DP, uh, Emily Marquet, came down to Georgia having just purchased a new 16 millimeter Bolex camera. Well, it's an old camera, but it's new to her. And she kind of threw that into the mix, um, you know, willingly said, hey, you know, I'm going to get the 16 millimeter camera. Would you like to potentially experiment with a little 16 millimeter film? And it's so funny because the day before Jonathan had um, uh, pitched an idea of me of like, wouldn't it be cool if we had this shot in 16 millimeter film? And I, of course, looked at him and was like, Jonathan, <laughs> we're not renting a 16 millimeter film camera. OK, that's not in the budget. And then literally uh, that night, Emily texted me and was like, so what do you think about 16 millimeter films? <laughs> I took a screenshot of the text, sent it to Jonathan, was like, dude, you, uh, I think you manifested this. Um, anyway, she has this camera. Uh, we did a test run. The test was a little mixed. The good news is that the camera is working fantastically um, for being a, a, a vintage piece of equipment. The motor's running correctly. The film's feeding correctly. There's no light getting into the camera. We did have a little bit of a learning curve as far as uh, our focus with uh, the lens that we were using. Turned out that the lens that was on the camera um, uh, uh, doesn't have as close of a, of a focal distance as we had hoped for. So we were trying to shoot some sort of close-up footage. It was on a 25 millimeter lens. And uh, so we were putting the camera within about a foot of the of the subject matter. And when we got the film developed and checked the footage, like everything was soft. So that was sort of a kind of a mixed bag. OK, camera's working properly, but, you know, we're a little unsure about this lens. And of course, the thing with this being on 16 millimeter film is that, you know, we you have to shoot it, bring it to the lab, um, get it developed 
and all of that you know costs more money than it would on a, a digital camera so um also shout out kodak film lab here in atlanta uh for a really fast and affordable um film developing experience and a really quick turnaround time so thanks to them um so what we're going to do is we still we we're encouraged enough by the success of the camera that we think we can still shoot the few shots that we had planned to do on 16 mil um it's actually super 16 um but um we are also going to shoot it on we're going to have to double up those takes on digital as well um just to cover our asses in case you know something funky happens again with the lens or our our focus is soft um i honestly don't mind a little bit of soft focus like this whole film is supposed to feel textured and 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 have that documentary style but um you know it even if it is a little bit soft, it still has to be like watchable. So um, we're gonna cover our butts with that and pretty much double shoot those few little moments. Um, uh, one of the other things that we did recently um, was that we had our intimacy coordinator rehearsal. Now we have an amazing intimacy coordinator named Christina Arjona. Uh, I'm so fortunate to have her on this project. Um, her uh, she's she's awesome. She she was on a panel at the Atlanta Film Festival talking about set safety, talking about uh, what it means to work with an intimacy coordinator. I had never worked with one before. I never worked with one as an actor, and I ne definitely never worked with one as a director. And honestly, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, it the this is an aspect of the business that has been changing for me. Um, something that I want to keep up with, something that I understand is important, but I also, you know, the unknown is, uh, you know, something that I, you just is unknown. You don't know. Hey, I don't really, I didn't really know how to do it. And when she was at the panel at the Atlanta Film Festival, I, I reached out to her afterwards. Well, she said on the panel, she said, hey, even if you're an independent production, you know, because usually she works for the, for big union sets. She said, even if you're an independent production, reach out to me. If I can't help you, I will set you up with someone who does. I am on a mission to normalize this as part of, uh, of part of production, and no budget is too small for an intimacy coordinator. So, uh, I reached out to her and I said, "Hey, you know what you said about the budget? Um, <laughs> um, uh, can can you help me out here?" And um, to up to my great fortune, she was willing to. Um, uh, come on the project and uh, to work within what our budget could allow. And um, so we had a, a rehearsal where we talked through the intimacy elements and to see Christina work was just a joy within that space. She had reached out to the actors beforehand. She had read through, through the whole script, um, marking all the potential areas where uh, conversations around intimacy between actors, whether they were, you know, sort of a love scene or whether there was a questionable bit of like, well, how much clothing is this person wearing right now? Um, she did that. She had private conversations with the actors, you know, away from, from me, away from the director, away from that sort of like, you know, power structure, even though we try to keep a very open and comfortable communication, you know, you still have to understand that there's a certain level of, 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 of power structure that you, you want to subvert within this, um, talking to them about what their comfort level was, 
I really want to have Christina on the podcast so that she can explain this better. Um, all this to say is that we finally got to a rehearsal where we were all in the space together. And she really helped craft these moments of, of, um, of physical intimacy and choreograph them like a dance, which is already like right up my alley um, because uh, I don't believe in this sort of like, oh, everything's like supposed to feel real. Um, no, I believe in the power of dramatic stagecraft and to watch, and Christina clearly does too, to watch her work, to watch her find, you know, find these elements as storytelling elements, not just like, hey, uh, actors, go make out on camera and like, you know, try to feel it. No, like these beats can only work if they're part of the greater story. So how do we tease out all the little subtextual story threads? This is such an exciting process and brought so much life and um, purpose and safety to these elements that made everyone just feel comfortable. And all of a sudden they created, uh, you know, a sandbox for us to play in. And it, it was just a really, really joyful experience. And I'm so glad that um, um, she was able to share that with us and that she's a part of this team. Um, yeah, there's um, there's been a lot of, we're, we're sort of like drowning in um, uh, communications right now of like, getting everything set we got to get all of our paperwork together last minute which is like the not fun stuff of of production um jonathan once again has just been integral with that but um you know ultimately we are i think i think we are i think we are ready um i want to say that with confidence I don't want uh there's i guess i have a bit of a tendency to kind of err on the side of some kind of false humility here and say oh you know i think we're sort of kind of uh ready maybe um and while there's always the room for for error and things will happen that we will have to adjust to the truth is is that i think we're ready i think we're ready to take on um the challenges of making a movie I think we're ready to tell this story to the best of our ability. Will it be the greatest piece of work ever made? Probably not, but that's not really in our control anyway. I guess that's the other thing that I really am trying to remind myself on is in my few moments of, of silence, I'm trying to close my eyes, visualize what the days will be like, visualize the moments that we are trying to capture on film, the story that we're trying to tell, and then let go of the result. Because art, just like all things in life, we're really in control of very, very little of it. I mean, we're in control of about like, I believe, you know, maybe three to 5% of our lives and everything else is out of our control. And yet we spend the majority of our time stressing about the 95% <laughs> that we don't have control over. And that's the really hard, that's, it's a hard thing to kind of accept and to wrap your mind around just how out of control we are. It's not up to us to make a great movie. It's not up to us to 
live a perfect life in many ways. Um, how certain directors that you could point to manage to um, consistently churn out really, really good work is probably a testament to their ability to accept um, variable change as it happens on their projects and their willingness to kind of turn it over to the 95% that, of life that we don't control, um, which does sort of tread into spiritual uh, territory. Um, you could definitely call that 95% of things we don't control in the world God. Um, anyway, that is, uh, that is sort of where my mind is at. It's a mixture between absolute mundane banality of of contracts and writers and script revisions and schedules of is our out time here 1230 or 1245 uh mixed with a bit of like trying to lean into the lean into the profound lean into the mystery um and turn over um my need for results on this we put in our work we do what we can do we earn our future and we leave the results to something else um i'm going to be posting a lot more stuff on um uh the withdrawal instagram page probably after next week i have no idea if i'm going to be able to get a podcast out next week probably won't but maybe i'll do another little production update like this um just a little shorty of uh, a, a report from on set and then once we wrap on saturday september 2nd i will get back with some full-length episodes i've got some amazing guests um all lined up uh for you guys that i think you're really gonna like and um yeah, follow us at Withdrawal Film on Instagram, of course, at Behind the Slate Pod. If you have any questions, you can email me behind the slate pod at gmail.com. That's behind the slate pod at gmail.com. And until next time, that's a wrap.